This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Sometimes, despite our best efforts, we don't get the right person in the right job. And the truth is, executive selection can be challenging. It can be difficult. It's not always an easy matter to accomplish. And that's in spite of the fact that you might be doing a lot of the right things on the front end, in the middle, and at the end. So let's talk a little bit about those. So let's say on the front end, you actually use some assessment tools for selection that would assess your candidates to see what their skill level might be for the job that you're considering them for. And you use some assessment tools to look at temperament, maybe some aspects of personality, and their own personal interests. So all of that's wonderful. Maybe you've got that in place. And maybe secondly, you have some real clear objectives and goals and understanding about what this person was supposed to accomplish in their job, what the job deliverables were all about. As you were assessing them on the front end, you gave them some difficult casework to think about, work samples, and you tested them in real time that way to see how they think, how they would think through an issue or think through a challenge or a difficulty and what steps they would take. And perhaps in your interviewing, you even use some behavioral interviewing strategies so that again, you got a sense of what this person actually does. Once they're on board in your organization and they're on the team, you even spend some time onboarding them their first 90 days. You might have assigned them mentors, buddies, whatever along the way. And if there's a really high level hire, you did some executive integration as well that might have expand over a longer period of time, maybe six months to a year or even beyond. While the person's at work and adding value, you've been giving them feedback, both the positive, what's going well, as well as things maybe that could shift or change, maybe not getting exactly the right result. Nevertheless, we find that maybe 90 days later, six months later, a year later, you discover that somehow the amount of value that the person is adding to the organization is really not more than what their presence is costing the company. So when you have the right mix there, of course, there is a cost of acquiring a new person. However, when that person is adding value, the cost is what we call an investment. It's like putting money in the bank and getting interest or a return on that investment, so to speak. However, if because the skill isn't there or the temperament is such that the person is not really suited for the type of work that they've been hired to do, or maybe there's even a culture clash. They're not suited to your environment. Maybe your environment is a fast-paced, entrepreneurial, startup type of an environment, and the person has more the temperament 
of the slower, step-by-step, more bureaucratic sort of an environment. So if their temperament clashes with the work or clashes with the culture, there's not going to be a good fit. Or if they don't have the skill, there may not be a good fit. And so therefore, that person's presence is more of a cost and less of an investment. So when you finally recognize this and you realize it and you say, we made a mistake, there's been an error in our selection. Mind you, I'm all for development. That's the work I do every day. And yet, I don't care how long I try to turn an apple into an orange, it's not going to happen. Or turning an orange into an apple. They are in their own categories and in their own classes. You have to think about what is actually something that can be developed And sometimes maybe it can be developed, but it'll take so long your organization really cannot afford the time that it takes. Or perhaps it really is not going to be developed because it's an apple and orange kind of a scenario. You've hired an orange, you needed an apple. And once you realize that, the best thing you can do is to move quickly to make a change. Now, you might wonder, why do I say move quickly? Because if you really need an apple and you've got an orange, you're not going to get the benefit. In fact, it's going to cause some challenge to the people in the organization who need apples. Where's that apple? We need an apple. Oh, we only have an orange. What are we going to do? And so the organization is crippled when we don't have the right people in the slots where they need to be. Once you really finally come to that conclusion, You've been collecting your feedback and your data and information along the way. You want to sit down with the person and you want to share your decision and help them understand why it looks like they're an orange, even though what you were looking for at the time was an apple and it's not working out. And you share that relevant data with them. You give them an opportunity to answer questions and ask questions and so on and If that person's been in a significant enough role, you may also talk a little bit about what you're going to do to help them land on their feet. Maybe they have a severance package. Maybe there's some coaching assistance as they're looking to get a new position. And most importantly, you want to remember that just because this person was not the right fit for your specific job right now, doesn't mean that the person is a bad person. That person still has strengths. They still have gifts. They still have abilities. And they may be better served in a different organization or a different kind of a slot where their temperament and where their skills actually fit better. So you don't have to demonize the person in order to make a change. Just recognize that the fit was not the best in this situation. Selecting talent for your organization is a difficult process. There are a lot of dials to be turned, a lot of bells and whistles that have to be in place, and we've mentioned some of them here. And the bottom line is, it's you're wanting to think about the work of your organization as creating something profound, like let's say, a fine tapestry. When you're creating a fine tapestry, you have all different kinds of threads. 
and they're woven into the tapestry in a certain way to create the beautiful design that's on the front end of it. You need all the colors. You need all the pieces. And if some threads are absent, it destroys the beauty of the heirloom tapestry that you're actually creating. You don't want your organization to have the beginning of a tapestry that starts off well and that's great, but then has missing pieces, has frayed pieces, and it's incomplete. And if you were to take it to the auction, it wouldn't even fetch a high price because the beauty is marred by those incomplete pieces. Think about it. Think about your organization and think about the grand work that you're doing, the tapestry that you're creating. One of our specialties is really coming alongside organizations and facilitating the processes that are needed so that you get the right people in the right positions. Give me a call and we can talk about what that looks like for you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.